Nick and Matt Jackson. You're listening to the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Too sweet. Suck it. Welcome to an all-new episode of the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. This is Corey Richmond, joined by Jason Brooks. Nine days to WrestleMania. Happy opening day to uh, sports fans' third favorite sport, of course, Number three, baseball. Number two, football. And number one, gambling on all of them. Uh, Jason, how you doing today? Nine days away from WrestleMania. And to all those, uh, we start Autism Awareness Month. Uh, to all those who suffer from that, you know, we, we, we acknowledge you and uh, continue the fight too for the cure for that and everything else. Uh, Jason, welcome to this week's episode. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm in Asheville, North Carolina on vacation. So trying to sneak an episode in while on vacation, uh, while my wife stares uh, angrily at me. Um, no, so yeah, looking forward to talking wrestling with you. I missed a week last week, but wow, some good shows. NXT TakeOver looks like, I mean, that's WrestleMania. <laughs> uh, it looks like an incredible show. Uh, AW's had a really good run of shows. Everybody's moving nights. Um, it's just, it's wrestling is just the business side is just really, really crazy. So looking forward to talking about it with you. Absolutely. And uh, so I don't even know where to start. I guess we can start with, I guess, Monday, where I guess the the hottest um, thing on Raw for the last couple of months was the Hurt Business with the growth of Bobby Lashley and, you know, people being happy once again with, you know, you know, a year and a half ago that they took the title off of Kofi Kingston and you had another strong African-American champion. You had a stable that he was part of. And then out of nowhere, they decide to basically dissolve the stable on Monday out of nowhere. Um, we have the build for the match, which is the co-headlining match for the first night of WrestleMania. But Jay, quickly, you know, we're not going to talk a lot about Monday Night Raw, but what are your thoughts of, you know, most likely one of the high points most weeks of Monday Night Raw, the Hurt Business, basically out of nowhere. It looks like it's dissolved. I don't know if it's part of an angle. Yeah, so so, so a couple, couple of things. One, um, Batista kind of, you know, put everybody's thoughts, you know, when he said it on Twitter. And he doesn't even comment on wrestling that much anymore. And he's like, why are they doing this? This is so stupid. Um, yeah, again, this is, this is Raw. There's no stories that make sense. No rhyme or reason. No lo- rhyme or reason for anything. There's no long-term storytelling at all with anything. It is just, let's just throw shit out there every week. I mean, I feel like the shows feel like, Corey, to you, I don't know if they feel like this too, like they're just making it up on the fly. They're just making these shows up on the fly. And this build for WrestleMania, this has been the worst build for WrestleMania on the Raw side that I, I've ever seen. This is the worst built WrestleMania on the Raw side that I've ever seen. It has been absolutely awful, um, absolutely terrible. Yeah, and her business was cool. Um, I thought they did a great job of elevating Cedric Alexander, uh, Cedric uh, elevating Shelton Benjamin, um, and you know, even if they lose the tag titles, like that's that's whatever. But to make them just look like total jobbers, um, it, you know, I, maybe they go somewhere with it. I don't know, but I have I have no faith. And I have no faith that they're going to figure it out. Raw's been horrible. It's been absolutely terrible. And so 
Yeah, I that this is all I really want to talk about with Raw. You might, if you have more, you can talk about it. But I'm so disgusted with the show, um, and so disgusted watching it every week, and especially in the lead up to to WrestleMania. You know, I'm glad Lash is the champion. I think him and McIntyre will have a really, really good match. Um, but it's, it's Raw is just it's absolutely terrible. I agree, and you know, I understand that you want to make you know something out of nothing when it comes to, you know, Samoa Joe's not on the show with possibly COVID because, you know, you have the, uh, or with his other obligations and you want to have MVP on commentary and building a storyline for the whole Titan Night with Drew McIntyre and you want to build things from past week of the fact that- Why? First of all, first of all, MVP, don't make excuses for them. I don't, Samoa Joe, we don't make excuses for them. Baron Corbin is in the Hurt Business, I guess, but then MVP, it's so bad. How bad is it for an angle when you do this angle and then the, the the manager of the stable has to come on Twitter and say Baron Corbin is not in the Hurt Business? Like, how bad of an angle is that when he has a comment? What's he doing there? Why is Baron Corbin there? Elevate a young guy. Bring someone else in. You know, have it be, you know, maybe another African-American guy. Maybe have it be Keith Lee. Someone. Yeah, I know Keith Lee may have COVID, maybe hurt. I don't know, but Baron Corbin—that's what—that's what they're elevating. Come on, Let, let's mean, move on to the next. I don't want to talk about it. It's, it's just horror. I'm I'm so disgusted, but because they had a good thing, the hurt business was like the best thing on Raw, like far and away, other than you know Drew McIntyre, and they've just ruined it. They've just totally ruined agree. it, and now they're now they're. Now MVP says he's seeking more applicants. Don't have any more applicants because you're going to break them up in two months. These stables go get together. I'd rather a stable stay too long than end too early. Um, and I just, I just, I don't, I just, I don't understand it. I don't, I think Hurt Business could have been one of the really great stables they've had the last several years. And they just, they just, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, you saw them all with the with the gold, you know, kind of like the Black Excellence thing, Black History Month. It was amazing. And now they're broken up. All right. Come on. Let's talk about something else. I, I, I can't with the Hurt Business. This is the quick hit edition of the uh, Workshop Wrestling Podcast. Uh, you, and you can check no, out. No, there's, there's so much dope stuff to talk about. There's so much great stuff to talk about. And like this, like Raw's so bad. And every week we talk about how bad it is. And they somehow have figured out how to make it worse. Like, I don't know how that happened, but they've somehow figured out how to make the show worse. No, I don't, I don't disagree. I mean, and, uh, and I guess the only reason when I brought up the Samoa Joe thing was where I think that certain fans, I think where I thought maybe the reason he wasn't on commentary, because you still always have every week, you still have these rumors that Joe is clear to come back. And the idea was that you kept on having the idea of who's going to take out Drew McIntyre. And the hope is that, because, you know, you've had um, Bobby Lashley say that the guy, his dream opponent is Brock Lesnar. And the idea is maybe the guy who takes out, you know, Drew McIntyre is maybe Brock, because, you know, Brock's on the card or maybe Samoa Joe. And the idea that Joe was not commentary, that you could have had the return of a Joe or Brock Lesnar taking him out. And I guess part of my idea was working into the next topic was as we see the, uh, the WrestleMania card coming into its full potential of what it's going to be right now, 
the key names that aren't on this show. And we knew that John Cena wasn't going to be on the show because of filming of The Peacemaker. And we recently saw that the Red Band trailer of The Suicide Squad came out. I don't know if you had a chance to see it or not. But he actually is quite funny in the trailer. And he now has got Wipeout, you know, and everything else. But John Cena is not going to be on the show. Charlotte Flair, which we'll get into in a second. As of right now, maybe something might change on the go-home. So won't be on the show. Bill Goldberg, which nobody cares about, won't be on the show. Brock Lesnar, Triple H. Some of the mainstays of the last couple of years aren't going to be on the show. And I just wonder, do you think that hurts the bill for this show that some of the, yes, the part-timers, but some of the mainstays of past years. I think what hurts the show show. is that it's, is that the the build's been horrible. The, 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 that's the, and the SmackDown side hasn't been on, well, at least for the main event. I've enjoyed, I've really, really enjoyed what they've done with Brian and Edge and Reigns. And the difference you could tell with SmackDown and at least for the, at least for the title picture is I feel like it's these guys coming up with some of the stuff on their own with the help of the writers and whatever, where raw, I feel like Vince is just telling them what to do and coming up with ideas on the fly, which is, which, which is why I think it is like it is. Um, Yeah. Goldberg, thank God he's not on. Um, I think Cena really adds something to WrestleMania. Um, I think he's so good on the mic and things like that. I think him not being there definitely hurts Charlotte as much as it annoys us that she's always at the main events. Um, I think her not being there is, you know, um, you know, I, I think that's a bummer that she's not there. Uh, absolutely. Back, I guess you're saying, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And Brock, I mean, Brock is a big star as much as he drives us crazy. He's a big star. So, yeah, I think it hurts. But we've said how many times have we said, let's elevate some of the other talent. Right. And that's what we're doing. We're getting a lot of people on this card who, you know, may not have seen may not have been on this card. So in some ways, I don't think it's a bad thing. I, and I just think the build for the show has been bad on the raw side, particularly. Um, so I think that's been the problem. Not that people haven't been there. I, I hear you. Like I said, that's, it is going to be interesting on how this goes. Uh, so one of the uh, big things that has come out and we spoke about this in the past is the fact that WrestleMania is going to be two days and we didn't have a show last week. And before that tickets for WrestleMania went on sale. And one of the things that, and from everything we've heard, I think WrestleMania isn't sold out as of yet. But be, but one of the things was we did people did not know what was going to be on each day of the event. And some people were like, "Is it fair that you know tickets are going on sale? And you don't know what it is." People, this, apparently, people didn't care if you were going. You you bought your tickets, and it seemed like a lot of I mean, people. You're getting, are tickets right. to see, you're getting tickets to see WrestleMania. Yeah, you're but tickets to it, see it, like a, a particular match, no? I don't know. I mean, are you, but if you're going, but the way that it now is, if it's night one, night two, you, you, you didn't know beforehand if you were going to see Roman Reigns. I mean, most people would think Roman Reigns is going to be on the big night of Sunday, but you don't know if you're going to see, you know, Sasha Banks or depending on who you're a fan of, you didn't know who you were going yeah, to see. I guess, I guess that's true. Like if you pay all that money, you want to see your favorite superstar. Right. Now that, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. I, I get, I get that too. But so, but what wound up happening, it looks like a lot of people, especially because, you know, because of COVID restrictions, and people not be able to fly into foreign fans, it would be a lot of people who were able to drive and different things. But it looks like a lot of people were going to night one, going to night two. But it was funny, right afterwards, they got there, people to buy their tickets. All of a sudden, you found out who was going to be on each night. So on night one, you're going to basically have a double main event of Lashley, um, Edge, and Bryant as your 
co- um, on one show, and then on your other show, you're gonna have Drew and um, Lashley. Drew, wait, Drew wait. Lashley. Well, night night one's gonna be Drew and Lashley, Sorry. correct? Drew so and night Lashley. one's gonna be Drew and Lashley, and night two is gonna be the triple threat. Right. So Drew Lashley night one on the men's side, and on the women's side, it's gonna be Sasha and Bianca Belair. Yeah. And night two, the other half of the the women's side will be Asuka versus Rhea Ripley. Now, do you think that Asuka versus Rhea Ripley is a super strong night two? The fact that she's only been on the main roster for two weeks. Do you think that that really needs, if it can be, adding of a Charlotte Flair, who we always say is thrown into main events and, you know, she's a stalwart and, you know, it's really time for a change, but due to the fact she's, that uh, she's only been there for two weeks, you think it's too rushed, or do you think it's she's a strong I mean, enough I mean, Corey, the, whole, the whole thing has been rushed. You know what they got to do for next year? They cannot have a pay-per-view right before WrestleMania. They can't do it. It was a com- it's a complete shit show. Mm-hmm. They really, you know, if you want to do a six weeks out, because I feel like that's what they've done in the past, but I know what Peacock, whatever, I feel like they've done six weeks out in the past. They can't do this th- three weeks, four weeks before. It's just too rushed. Um, but in terms of, yeah, I mean, I think Rhea Ripley, Asuka by itself is a big enough match. Yes. The build has been so crazy that, I mean, Bianca Belair and Sasha has been built for months. Now the, you could say the build has not been amazing, but um, I think it's been, I think it's gotten better. Actually. I think Bianca's promo shadow on Friday was, was tremendous. She's, Really, really coming into her own. Um, definitely on the mic in the ring. She still needs some help, but on the mic, she's she's really, really good. Um, yeah, I I don't want to see Charlotte in this match. Why? Why put Why put her in the match? You know, we were we already read this stuff with Andrade, and and we should definitely get into that at some point Absolutely. where women are super jealous of her, and like I don't know with good reason. You know, Andrade put her over and said only three women on in the company or four women can wrestle a 20 minute match, which like, I don't know. He might not be wrong about, um, you know, rumors of women taking pictures of Charlotte and, and all this other stuff. But the jealousy thing makes a lot of sense. She gets a lot of freaking opportunities that other women don't get. And so, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think um, let's keep her out of this one. It's fine if she takes a little bit of a break. Um, so let's let's get in because uh, I'm not sure what the schedule will be for next week. To be honest, uh, how many shows we will or won't be doing because of uh, you know the return in baseball and you know COVID restrictions with the school system. I'm not sure you know how everything will be will be done. You know in real life. Um, let's get into a little bit about WrestleMania before we get into the Andrade uh, story and some other stuff with Peacock. Uh, night one of WrestleMania as of right now. Like you said, we got Lashley versus Drew. What, what's your interest level in that match? I mean, Lashley's been built pretty strong other than, you know, like I said, with yeah. the situation on Monday. Do you think that's a sh- – now, I guess it's twofold. One, should that main event – you know, usually it's the men's world title match will main event a show, or should it be Bianca versus um, Sasha. Sasha Banks, the winner of your Rumble, trying to keep that strong? What, should, what do you feel should main event the – yeah, I, mean, I know that there's I know that there's a rumblings to have try to have uh, Sasha Bianca be the match. Um, I I think I'm okay with Lashley and Drew. Um, you know me, I'm all about female empowerment, and 
And I, that's the one thing I was thinking is there weren't like any women's matches, but it looks like there's going to be like a multi-women jobber tag team match um, instead of having the Battle Royals, which is better. And then whoever wins that, I guess, is going to go against Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax um, the next night. So I guess that's how they're going to get the women on the show. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, there's not... I guess the one thing I'm disappointed in is that there's not a, like another woman other than the title matches. Like there's not a, a, you know, a blood feud with the, for the women's, you know, on the women's side uh, it shows you, you know, what they've, what they have done or have not done in terms of building, um, building the women on the roster. Um, yeah. I think Drew and Lashley is fine to main event, main event night one. I think that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, and I think it's I think it's going to be a hell of a match. I mean, their match, um, you know, uh, last year in a pay per view, I, I thought it was one of Lashley's best matches on the main since he's come back to WWE. I mean, they beat the shit out of each other. It was great. So um, I I think I think you know, and, and that's the thing, right? Like the build has not been good, but I think they're going to have a hell of a match. Uh, I I kind of I think I'd still like to see uh, Sasha versus Be- uh, versus Belair main event the show just to give credibility of the idea that if you win the rumble you main event wrestlemania i still like that idea but i think that this was the i i don't disagree with you that getting rid of fast lane isn't the worst idea in the world but i think the idea of having that show in between has kind of hurt this feud because it was too long of a time to build this because they ran out of steam of everything going on so um, I would do that. Um, but otherwise, you've got the Raw Tag Team title match on night one, which I think will be interesting to see what Amos could do in the ring. I think that should be interesting. I have no interest in the steel cage match between Ron and Shane. I think that's been horrifically bad. I do think it's interesting that Bad Bunny versus The Miz has not been a tag team match. Not that Yeah, I'm, so, I'm surprised, surprised about that today. He must really be working in the performance center. I, I'm... You know, he's been there a lot, um, as and as we know, obviously, they're not doing concerts. You know, these guys can't do concerts or anything. So I think he's spending a lot of his time in the Performance Center getting getting himself ready for the match. So, but, man, to not protect him with a tag team match? But I think the bigger thing is I'm surprised that they're not going to give the rub to Damian Priest to be on the big stage. I mean, he seems like... Yeah, but I think if he, I think he comes out with them, he's going to be involved and he'll, you know, I mean, he'll be, he'll be involved. I mean, it'll be... He'll be involved, but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm surprised he's not. I'm surprised he's not in a match too. Um, but to me, it'd be more about protecting Bad Bunny. I mean, if Damian Priest and Bad Bunny win a tag team match at WrestleMania, I don't know that that gives Damian Priest that much of a rub. But um, yeah, surprised he's not in a match. I agree. And uh, I guess quickly, what, what's your thoughts on Almas finally wrestling? Do you think? Uh, yeah, no, it's I. I don't. I don't know. I think. I, you talk about someone who's going to be protected. I think they'll do very little with him. Um, I think that it's interesting they have a you know a legit really big guy. Um, I I don't know I don't know what to make of the match. I think the build's been fine. Um, you know nothing crazy. Again, a very rushed type of thing. Uh, but I'm interested to see how he is in the ring. It's not a match where I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait to see it. There's very few matches on this on the WrestleMania, unfortunately. That I feel that way about. I'd say probably a handful or less than a handful, but I think it could be interesting, um, and we'll see how he is in the ring. And the other two matches on night one, uh, 
Cesaro versus uh, Seth Rollins. It's a shame that Nakamura basically was, I mean, they had a very fun match at the pay-per-view with him and Seth, but. Uh, they have good chemistry kind of, in a ring. They've had good, they've had good matches. They've been on, they've wrestled on SmackDown a bunch. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of just a shame that the fact that he was just a stepping stone to the bigger match. And I wonder what Nakamura if he'll have any presence at WrestleMania. So yeah. I do think this could be Cesaro's big moment finally, besides, you know, winning the Andre, you know, the first Andre uh, Battle Royal. I think they'll have a really good match. I think the, the feud's been a little bit rushed just based on time constraints. We'll see how that goes. And then you've got the rumored uh, former guest on the show, Mike Johnson. As reported, there'll be a uh, number one contenders match for the uh, women's title, tag team titles, you know, the Dana Brooks of the world. and Yeah, the, jo- yeah, the, 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 yeah the jobbers. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. Uh, night two, you've got the big match, uh, Roman Reigns, Edge, and Daniel Bryant, which I think has been interesting, the fact that this was initially at, on the books for quite a long time. It was going to be a one-on-one match. And then I guess one day uh, – Vince said, "You know what? Let's make this a triple threat." I don't know if I don't. Sometimes some of these things, I don't know if it's Vince. Uh, I don't know if Vince watches SmackDown. To be <laughs> honest with you, I really don't. I don't know if he goes to the shows. I don't know if he pay. I I really feel like a lot of this is these guys coming up with these ideas on their own, and then they bring it to Vince, and he's like, "All right, you know what I mean." I mean, he knows everything that's going on, but I don't know if he's the one running the show on SmackDown. Well, I do um, know that you know recently, and it has been reported the fact that his brother did die. I guess about a month ago. And he has been, you know, dealing with some family issues with. Well, he died. He died longer than a. He died longer than a month ago. I, I just don't. I just don't think he's going to SmackDown as much. I mean, I think that's he's seventy something years old. I don't think it has. I think he's just not going to SmackDown as much as he was in the past, which is, you know, is what it is. So, um, but anyway, yeah, I'm glad uh, Brian's in the match. I think it adds something. Edge with the heel turn, I think, is 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 interesting how they did that. Um, you know, Edge talked about it this week where he said, you know, without the fans in attendance, we're not sure where, where things are. Um, And we know WWE has done a lot of that stuff with uh, the fans and that's how they do their, their, you know, that's how they go with their storylines. But it's interesting. NXT has, they haven't had fans and they seem to be doing just fine. AEW doesn't have that many fans in the stands and they seem to be doing just fine. Um, So the edge heel turn I thought was interesting um, and I think that could be, I, I, I don't know. I don't know where they, where they go there because if edge is, you know, I guess edge could be on raw and maybe challenge, you know, I don't, I don't know where they go with edge from here. Um, and, and I guess we'll talk about, you know, the matches and who's going to win, I guess next week, but yeah, I think that's been by far, I mean, it, by far the best built match, um, on, on WrestleMania. Um, I think from, it'd be like they'd be one, two, three, four, and five. And then six would be whatever, Bianca Belair and Sasha. So, yeah, that's the match I'm definitely most intrigued by. Um, and, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Well, I do think that's an interesting thing you just brought up, and I think that's kind of the reason why they might have broken up the uh, the Hurt Business and did this whole tight thing with Baron Corbin, where with the whole tight thing with the Black Excellence and the idea of Bobby Lashley, you know, getting over over social media and everything, where they're not sure with the live crowd if Bobby Lashley or Roman Reigns are going to get cheered now or, or an edge or all these things where you don't, with having the idea where you can go and have cheer or not cheer with, you know, with the, with the virtual crowd, you might've gone and been able to go. You don't know what the fans are, who they're going to boo and cheer. So by bringing like a Baron Corbin on, you're going to get that go away heat for Bobby Lashley or, 
all these other things. So I think it's going to be a really interesting wake up call to the company on what, what does or doesn't happen. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of different, um, a lot of different things that a lot of different ways they can go. Um, and are the fans just going to cheer everything? Cause they're excited to be back. Um, or are they going to let people, the audience know? And also how much are we going to put into, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, how much are we going to put into, um, you know, one night of fans, right? Cause it sounds like they're going to go back. They're going to do the Thunderdome, Somewhere, somewhere else, obviously, Tampa Bay is coming back for to play. So, um, and wherever they're doing the Thunderdome at, it's going to be the same thing with no fans. So we're gonna we're gonna have this probably. I would suspect we'll have the Thunderdome shows until the summer, when they're saying there's a chance seventy five percent of people could be vaccinated or it'll be made available. Um, and I think that's when maybe we'll have fans, but I think it's going to be maybe the SummerSlam, maybe by SummerSlam. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, so uh, quickly, we've got we've already we already uh, mentioned Oscar versus Rhea Ripley Intercontinental Title match, Big E versus Apollo Cruz. I don't know how many times Apollo Cruz can lose, but keep on getting title shots. Uh, Riddle versus Sheamus. Riddle's just a, I don't I don't get Riddle at this point. I mean, uh, whatever. Um, WWE Women's Title Tag Team Title match rumored once again. Mike Johnson, the winner of the Jobber uh, Tag Team match facing. Uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, uh, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. I think that could be a match that steals the show. If you watch any of their old ROH matches or just matches in general from NXT or just, you know, anywhere that could be one of the best matches on the show. Uh, the Fiend versus Randy Orton. Oh, please help me. Um, like you said, you know, there's on paper, this should be good, but none of these matches truly stand out on paper, you know? So, I mean, this doesn't feel like, I guess, I guess the thing is, and this is why like, you know, and we'll again, we're going to talk about this more next week, but um, this certainly doesn't feel like WrestleMania. It doesn't feel like WrestleMania. And it's not just because the fans aren't there. It just doesn't feel like it feels, you know what I mean? And I think part of this is they've had all these shows, they've had two pay per views, whatever. You know, the, this hasn't been a sit, you know, the Miz was the champion. They didn't know what they were doing there. You know, I, I think the issue has been that singular focus. Like, this should be about WrestleMania always, not just when they point up to the sign. Um, I just don't feel like they've highlighted this being WrestleMania season as much. They've talked about the network. They've talked about Peacock. They've talked about uh, Elimination Chamber. They've talked about Fastlane. But I just don't think they've talked enough about WrestleMania. Um, and they've not made it a singular focus. I feel like the focus has been all, particularly on Raw, it's been all over the place. Um, and so I think, I, you know, so for me, it, it you know, I, I, this, it doesn't totally feel like WrestleMania for me. Um, but, you know, it, it, it is WrestleMania. So and we'll, we'll do a much deeper dive um, next week um, and, 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 you know, talk about it then. So let's see. So you brought up that, that mystical word, Peacock. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about Peacock before we get into a, NXT. So uh, this past week, uh, Peacock did become a reality. Fastlane was the first uh, big show. I still have the WWE Network for, I guess, another day or so. Uh, you you uh, you very smartly canceled the first chance you had. You get 10 1 p.m. <laughs> you very right smartly canceled. Um, I guess first we'll just start with uh, what was the experience of watching uh, 
I know you watch, you know, a lot of soccer on Peacock to begin with, uh, but what was the experience of watching a show on Peacock? What's the experience like? I've, I've heard that, you know, you can't, you know, rewind a live show. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was clunky. Yeah, you couldn't, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember because I started it late and I like struggled figuring out how to rewind it um, or how to go back and start it from the beginning. Um, yeah, it was very, it was very clunky. I don't, I think I waited till the show was over to rewatch it because I couldn't, I didn't want to watch it live and have stuff ruined for me or no, I, no, no, I take that back. I just watched it live and hoped that nothing would have, would be ruined for me. Um, because I couldn't figure out how to start it from the beginning. So yeah, you couldn't start it from the beginning. Maybe they fixed that. Um, I've watched talking smack on there. It's been fine. Um, I have the the non-premium one, so I get, you know, the commercials or whatever. Uh, Talking Smack's been really, really good, by the way. Um, so, it, yeah, it's been a little clunky. Um, so they're working the kinks out. Uh, but I guess that means you got to start watching WrestleMania live or else you're going to not, you know, or else you're going to miss it. So um, I don't know. I don't I don't love I don't love it so far at all. But, you know, it's free so i i guess i can't oh, super you, complain yeah. about yeah free yeah and i mean it even so if you do the they have a deal where it's half off and you get it for 250 so it's still like super cheap no matter what um you're still saving money on the network no matter what so for now it's fine and we'll see if they can work out the kinks so i guess my only question before we get into the other big thing with peacock is what when they said there were commercials were there actually any commercials during yeah. pay-per-view or oh what was that uh like? i don't rem i don't remember i don't remember talking smack which i watched recently does come every after every segment they have a commercial so it's like a 30 second just yeah yeah yep. yeah exactly okay that doesn't sound too terrible no it's fine it's fine it's not a big deal I, no. we're just so used to like not watching commercials anymore that um, that I guess that's the only thing I'm like, oh, there's a commercial. I'm not used to these anymore. So it'll be interesting but how that works during, you know, a, takeover not, or WrestleMania or anything. Yeah, like and that. the thing is with these with these pay-per-views, right? If they're live pay-per-views, they always have they basically do pay-per-views on them anyway, or do commercials on them anyway, because they always have like um, you know, talking about the next show or the next thing or whatever. So I mean, yeah, I don't think it's a big deal. That part I don't think is a big deal. A minor annoyance, but not a big deal. So, all right, uh, and I will experience that in a couple of days once uh, rest, uh, WWE Network officially goes away in the U.S. Uh, oh, I did, yeah, and I did watch one thing on there. I watched an old WCW, WCW 2000 where the main event was Scott Steiner and Booker T. It was a terrible show, but yeah, there were, you. if you fast-forwarded, a mat, tried to fast-forward a match, so it doesn't really have markers, but you can, it basically has like kind of markers, but once you fast-forward to that part, there's a commercial. So like every match, there's a commercial for the old shows. So it's almost like you. So it's almost like early YouTube then, where uh, yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah, kind of. So basically, it's you don't have an ad blocker on your. Uh, on it. Kind of. Okay, well, it'll be an interesting experience. We'll talk about more, I guess, uh, once we both have it, you know, next week. Yeah. Um, so, but the other big thing when it came to Peacock was that people found out that when you go to a big conglomerate like uh, Peacock uh, NBC. They're going to go and edit out material they don't feel deemable to the masses, which right or wrong, we'll have a little bit of discussion here about it, was the fact that they removed some content. And uh, it's come up right or wrong, we'll have a little discussion here on the fact you're paying for a product, either through your cable system or via, you know, just paying for it, uh, your $9.99 or $4.99. If you're paying for something, should you actually get a full product 
or does the company have the right to go and just take away what they don't feel redeemable? So people like, you know, the Disney, uh, Disney Plus, or, you know, if you just watch a thing on TV now, like on HBO Max, like, you know, Gone with the Wind, they'll put up a disclaimer saying that this was made at a time where, you know, things were wrong and our culture has changed. They'll put up a disclaimer. And, but they'll keep the product as it was. WWE or Peacock has decided that the material was either racist or sexist or different things. And they, they're not putting up, they may put up a disclaimer, which I haven't seen yet. Jacob maybe talk about that more, but they just decided to get rid of it because it was the, one of the things is the uh, Piper versus Bad News Brown, I believe, match from WrestleMania six. So Jay, I guess we'll start it off. Uh, your feelings on the idea of that basically getting rid of material that they deem isn't appropriate and how far, you know, you think they should go or, you know, even the idea of what I just said of, you know, keeping it or putting it behind a different sector of keeping the material as is, but letting people know that the material was inappropriate, you know, like a Disney plus or an HBO max has done, you know, you're paying for this stuff. It's your material. Yeah. But now we're, yeah. So I have a lot of thoughts on this one going with the win is different, right? Like, the the one the whatever uh, I don't I haven't watched the movie in forever so I'm, I'm the woman's like the maid right the the black woman's the maid like they can't edit her out she's in there she's in the fucking movie you can't edit her out of the movie unless you don't don't put the movie on the air uh, here's the here's the issue right um and I, you know I, I'm just gonna get into it Th- this is what we do open forum absolutely Th- yeah this is what we do we 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 do things like oh this was racist but you know like i don't know it's a uh, free speech or it's uh whatever i pay my money i should get all the racism i want on tv like no no absolutely not now you could we could talk about censors censorship and the fact that how far will they go i think that isn't definitely an argument to be made on how, how far they will go will they edit matches out that are too violent will they edit out angles that are too risque so that is a conversation, but the things they've edited out are good. I mean, the a white person doing a blackface is incredibly racist, incredibly harmful, um, and that's something that should be edited out a hundred percent. It's something that should have never been on there, to be quite frank. And we've talked about the history of wrestling and how racist it is, and it shouldn't be like, oh, well, we're editing out, and I'm I'm fine to watch this, and there's a disclaimer. No, it shouldn't be on the fucking channel. It shouldn't be on the network. Absolutely not. And to say, well, I'm paying my money for this. Yeah, you're paying your money to get the pay-per-views and to get those things. Those things should not have been on the air to begin with. That's the problem. And so for me, for them to edit something like that. So if I have a kid one day, and my kid is watching old network and they're like, why is this white person in blackface? I shouldn't have to fucking explain that to them because it shouldn't be a thing. So no, I think it's good that they edited it out. Now, again, the conversation of if they edit out everything, how's that all going to go? They edit sex stuff out. Cause you know, and stuff like that. I, I think, I think that's an interesting conversation to have, but the stuff they've edited out thus far that we know of the Roddy Piper thing, the DX thing when they were dressed up as Nation of Domination, all in blackface. I think that stuff should absolutely be edited out. I feel like WWE should have never run it in the first place. So to me, that's not a problem. I see, I see your point on that. I mean, I guess my only counter to that would be twofold. One, 
I, I do wonder if the WWE knew that this was going to happen in the first place. That why would they uh, why would they care though about about like certain like who cares about that? They I mean they, they gave them like five billion dollars. Like I don't think I don't think they give a shit what they edit. They could do whatever you want. I don't think they care. But anyway, go ahead. Oh no, I don't. I'm, I'm just wondering. You see the fact of that you you wonder on the idea of what the WWE knew or didn't know beforehand on the and then the idea of that for people who I just I just wonder how far this goes. Yeah. And I, I have no problem of them getting rid of certain things like the idea of and like what you said, the idea of you know Vince McMahon in a backstage segment, you know, with John Cena saying the N-word should have never happened in the first place. Yes. And the idea that it ever passed and you know 95 of that stuff is pre-taped and the idea that Vince McMahon has, you know, a a 10-year-old sense of humor on hearing, you know, fart jokes or, you know, someone thinking that inappropriately, someone saying the N-word and the shock factor of seeing, you know, uh, someone's facial reaction is funny, should have, you know, should have never made the air in the first place or, you know, all of these different things. But, you know, I just think it's a slippery slope of how things go of what percentage of the stuff that happened in the Attitude Era should, you know, will be taken out because of, what we think is politically correct or should still be, you know, still go on now. Like, Cause a lot of the stuff that DX did their skits and stuff. Yes. A lot of that stuff, you know, based on how the treatment of women and what we consider proper and right now should, will, would never have passed, you know, and the treatment of minorities and different, you know, social groups. And like some of the jokes that they said about transgender and all the different things, if you look back, majority of the attitude era would have never made the censorship now. And, you know, are you going to get rid of all that stuff? And where does it go? Like I said, when it comes to racist actions, blackface, sure, get rid of it. But, you know, you just wonder where. I guess, Corey, like, but I guess, Corey, the thing is, like, what do you get the network for? You're getting the network mostly to watch great matches for very interesting and good storylines. Like, that's why people watch old. That's why people watch the network. I, I don't know. I haven't. I don't go back and watch old DX skits when they're being stupid. And again. That's whatever, right? I, I, you know, I, I'll watch old CM Punk matches, old Four Horsemen stuff with Ric Flair, and like every every fan is different. I get that, but to me, if they're getting rid of overly sexist and racist stuff, I don't know, like who cares? You, and, and, okay and again, with, and again, here's the thing. Well, hold on a second. Oh, and, and here's the, and, here, and here's and here's the thing. And here's the thing. Hold on. Hold, like majority hold, of the stuff that aired during the Attitude Era. Hold, hold on. Well, well, one, that's not the majority of stuff. The biggest angle in an Attitude Era was Stone Cold against Vince McMahon. That's the biggest angle, right? The DX Nation domination stuff. That I don't think they're gonna get rid of any of their matches. I don't think they're gonna get rid of like you know one guy's mad at another guy, but the skits and stuff. If they get rid of that, good. They shouldn't have had it in the first place. So I understand the censorship thing. But again, this is, we're talking about people of color. We're talking about women. Nowhere here does it say anything about white men. And and that's what it is, right? Who's arguing for this? Who's arguing censorship and not my right to speak and blah, blah, blah. Again, we're talking about the one percent of the one percent right we're talking about and and not to get this totally off off topic but that's that's who is upset about stuff like this that's who gets upset about stuff like this white men because you know what 
they're not they're not going through any of this. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, but I'm I, and I'm not saying all white men, but I'm saying that's who that's a lot of who are upset by this stuff. And I guess I, I mean I, I think like like who I don't I mean we could do a poll about black men being upset about them taking blackface off, but I'm sure pretty sure most black people would be like, good. Who wants to see that? I I, I hear you. I, but, I, I but, but 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 hold on, but I'm gonna say this. The idea that it's a slippery slope, I agree with for sure. A hundred percent. It's what do they choose to get rid of and what do they choose to keep? I don't think they're going to get rid of, you know, do they keep the African dream? Do they just every match he's in, they just don't have on? I don't know. I think that's, that is interesting, but in terms of them, what they've gotten rid of so far, what, from what we know, I think, I think is, I, I think is very good. I think it's and, very uh, just quickly before we move on in a wrestling life uh, group, our social media uh, expert from the You Don't Know Jackie podcast, uh, Jackie Endy just wrote, is a, and I'd love to get your point of view before we move on, is a disclaimer enough? No. Like, I said, like uh, no. no. Disney Plus and HBO Max. No. A lot of things just do. I think, I, think if it's, I think if it's a match, maybe you can do a disclaimer. Like if it's a match that's too violent or there's blood all over the place for kids. Um, if there's, um, yeah, if there's a, if there's a match, because to me, right, wrestling leads to matches. Like the whole point of all these angles to lead to a match, um, and I think those are the I- iconic things that we think about. And sometimes we think about angles too, but mostly matches. Um, I don't think a disclaimer is enough. I'm watching Raw, and then hey, uh, Bing, 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 this is gonna be super racist, blah blah blah. Don't watch it. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's enough. And I don't, I don't think it's enough. I don't think it's enough. Yeah, like I said, well, we will file this, and like I said, I'll be getting especially because, uh, especially because, here's why too. Mm-hmm. If you are a young person watching this, um, so you know you can have edit controls on stuff like that. But I think most of the WWE Network, they've probably, I think they've probably edited a lot of stuff out anyway. Because I, th- I don't know if it's PG or I don't know what level of stuff that they have on there. But if you're a kid watching this, they you, you may not know about the disclaimer or you, you might just be watching stuff, you know? So I don't know. I don't think the disclaimer is enough personally, but I, I, I get the idea of people saying that the disclaimer should be there. Um, and I, I totally understand that, but I just don't, I just don't agree with it. We, we, like I said, we will, we will look at this as things goes on. I'll have the W I will have, sorry, not the WWE network. It will no longer be existing. I'll have Peacock, uh, in a next day or so, so I'll be able to watch, you know, NXT uh, Stand and Deliver, which uh, you'll be able to watch night one on both uh, USA Network and Peacock in the next couple of days. And uh, we'll get back to you on what is and is not on the network. And uh, we'll see how much of the ECW shows will be uh, edited. Cause you know, when they were on the network, those were a little bloody and a little raw at times. So we will see. I, I, well, I do wonder what was edited on the network in general before. They just put everything on there. And I thought they would, would put everything on there, but anyway. We will see. But uh, moving on, our favorite night of the week. We're not going to talk a lot about AEW this week because it is a WWE countdown to WrestleMania week kind of thing. Um, so the big news, it finally became official. NXT starting on the 13th. We'll be moving to Tuesday. So uh, another night to officially watch wrestling. Uh Fortunately, uh, NWA Power is uh, behind a paywall, paywall on uh, Fight TV. So, uh, sorry, Chris Adonis, congratulations on winning a title, but won't be, won't be watching or talking about that. So, uh, Jay, it's official. 
Tuesday nights. Uh, we won't be watching, you know, on Twitch. The uh, oh god, I forgot the name of the company. Impact. Impact. Yeah, Im I mean, Impact. I mean, it, it. I think that's the crappy thing because Impact is still Impact is still yeah, Impact's gonna be on Thursdays, right? Yeah. So I mean, I get what I mean. I guess whatever. Every day, right? just, with this, every, day every day of the week, there's wrestling. I could think it's inc it. it's incredible. Um, um, so yeah, Impact will be on Thursday, so good for them. Uh, I think it's good that NXT moved the Tuesdays. Um, I love the idea of the Wednesday Night Wars or whatever, but I'm you know, I mean, I just want to see good wrestling. So um, I, I just yeah, I, I think it's great that it's on. I, I think now I'll because I was excited. I was always looked looked forward to Impact. Um, so now I'll just look forward to NXT and an impact on Thursdays and, you know, so, but now, you know, baseball's back. So it's going to be viewing all this like stuff's going to be, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need uh Corey's usually my edit guy. So Corey will tell me what stuff to watch. So especially with new Japan, like it's going to be, and people are going crazy about this belt, Corey. Oh my God. It's like, I, it? I, it's, I think the belt's fine. It reminds me of the, um, it title? reminds me. It reminds me a little bit of. Well, it looks a little like the Divas title. Some people have pointed that out. I get that, but it also <laughs> reminds me of, in a good way, of the old, um, uh, the old Hulk Hogan Macho Man WWF title. It's like you know, it's kind of like a wing wing belt. Uh, yeah, look at the that, look at look at. I mean, look at the old belt. It was. This, I mean, it was more of a circle, but it still had like the wing there. I I, I think the belt. I mean, yeah, man, people get people are getting people are getting up in arms about a freaking belt, man. You you New Japan fans got to calm down. I'm I'm more mad about Great O'Connor being pushed because he sucks. Like I don't care about his stupid belts. Okay, over time. And I'm also annoyed about the I. I'm also annoyed about the IC belt because I thought that was a great title, but whatever. I still think the best thing, and we'll move on right now. I think the best thing that came out of that was uh, people making the, uh, the the Cody Rhodes statue on his neck into uh, a title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was you. You, you find piece. that you find that stuff funny. I don't find that stuff funny. I know you have no sense. Yes, whatever. Yes. Um, but let's uh quickly night one of uh stand in the liver will be like I said. Now this is the show, of Corey. This is what we should have started with talking about stupid hurt business and and this jobber women's uh multi women match and this is this is WrestleMania. This is the big show. Oh boy, um, I'm fired I, up. I, I, I also <laughs> I had this coffee from this coffee shop across the street. It's great, but it was like four shots of espresso, so I'm completely fired up now that it's hitting my system. All right, go ahead. All right, uh, so night one will be uh, Io Shirai versus Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT Women's Title. Which, uh, if you watched last night's show, uh, it is. Basically, the monster of the women's division going against uh, Io Shirai, who will not die. Uh, Can you talk about a story, man. I, I again, and I, I I noted this on Twitter at Work Shoot Pod. I I did tweet Triple H. All right, and I said, please, can you have Vince watch these shows so he can learn how to do stories again? He's done good stories in the past. That's how he built this billion dollar company. But he's like forgotten how to do long term storytelling. Um, and even short-term storytelling in a in a good way. I mean, the EO thing was so great. How she's like, she can't get her. She can't get her. She's trying to beat her up. Raquel's too strong. EO challenged her because she knows she's the strongest and she's the best right now. I think that story has been so simple yet so fantastic. Um, I, I love I love everything about it. I think Raquel Gonzalez absolutely wins the title. That is very interesting because the way that they built this. 
it was until the very last image. The way that you know WWE usually builds storylines is whoever at the end of the night. Uh, I don't think I don't I don't I don't believe in that. I don't believe in that stuff anymore. A lot I, of times, but I think I think the stuff with, with that we see now and, and how wrestling is, I don't necessarily believe. I don't believe in that stuff anymore. Uh, and and EO and EO did and you could say the EO did f- finish on top. Right, that's what I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna say. The fact that the whole entire night Raquel got the best of her, but at the end of the night EO was on top. So I do I do agree with you. I think Raquel will win this. But you know it's the scariest thing. I was listening to a couple other things earlier in the day, and the the fear part is whoever whoever loses this match might be going up to the main roster, and that may be the big loser of this because you know you you're scared on who they're gonna mess up by going to you know Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, at least they'll be making money. So, yeah, you know, I mean, that's, I mean that that at least they'll be at least they'll be making money. So you'll you'll get a bigger paycheck and 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 absolutely worse booking. So yeah, um, yeah who's we'll gonna see. get stuck? You know, having to go and try to make Nia look good. Yeah, um, I mean, because they really, I mean, you know, this is all stuff we've heard about how they they you know they haven't known how to use Asuka for years, but they I know they really seem to like Raquel Gonzalez, and I think the only reason why she might be okay. Is because she's big, and you know, I mean, that might be the only. Re- and if they build her up as just a big monster, like an NXT, then she might be okay. Um, but they probably won't. And a uh, friend of the pod, uh, Alex Mercado, said very nicely, uh, "EO versus Oscar, dream match of the century. That that would yeah. be really cool." But you know, Vince booking uh, two Asian uh, two Asian uh, women fighting each other. I don't have a lot of hope. They, in, you know, but- you know what they're gonna do a couple weeks from now. It's just gonna be a regular match on Raw. Yeah, I know. Exactly. No build. It's just coming, oh yeah, now we're gonna have these women. They were great in Japan, right? Now just have them wrestle at you know nine fifteen on nine fifteen on Monday. Exactly. Uh, we've got Walter versus uh, versus Champa for the I, I, another gr- another really interesting build. I thought um, Champa had one of his best promos he's had in I don't know, Corey, a long t- a long long time. Um, and talking about who he's fighting for, it was a great baby face. It was like a, it reminded me of like a Moxley kind of baby face promo. What what I think a modern day baby face promo should be now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, th- I thought it was great. I, I don't think he wins the match. I think Walter still wins. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, I love again a simple story. Champa, you're not you're not who you used to be. You're older. You're broken down. You have other priorities. Your priority isn't being the best in the ring anymore. I'm the best in the ring, and that's why I'm going to win. A simple, simple storytelling, um, and I do think Walter wins. But I would like uh, to see Ciampa win. I think it would be, I think it would be really, really interesting for him, for him to do. You know, I don't know. I don't think he can go to Europe though. I think that'd be that. That's the one problem, right? I don't know if he can. I don't know if he can go over there. But um, I would love for him to win the title and be in NXT UK for a couple of months. I, yeah, I, just, I think that's the biggest thing. I don't think, uh, well, twofold. I just think they still want to build Walter as the as the unbeatable uh, champion. And I don't think they're going to have Ciampa go over to Europe. Um, three-way for the vacated uh, titles. I I just don't, I think you have the Grizzled Young Veterans win. MSK and Phantasma's uh, group are in this. I think the idea of MSK winning in a one-on-one uh, match is the story there. And I think Grizzled Young Veterans deserve it. I would I would go with them. If you have a- I, I I agree. I think I think they win. I would I would like to see Logano Del Fantasmo win, just because I think, and we'll talk about what's going to happen here with uh, Santos Escobar. You know, I don't know if he'll if he's going to be keeping his title. So, um, 
But yeah, I think another, it's going to be another great match. I think Danny Birch and or and uh, Oni Lorca were going to lose this match. Lose this match. Um, it, whether I don't know what they were going to do, a four way or three way or whatever they were going to do, but I think they were going to lose this match anyway. Um, but I agree. I think uh, GYV wins it. I agree, and uh, a match that I don't know anybody knew that they wanted, but I am super excited for. It came out of nowhere. Pete Dunne versus Kushida. This yeah. could be the best show of the two days. And like I said, before finding out about it, I never knew I wanted it until I found out about it. This could be the best match of wrestling. Again, again so simple, Corey, the week before. And I thought about it. I'm like, they both said they were the best technical wrestler in the world. That's interesting. Just planting those little seeds, right? And that's what's great about wrestling. That's why I, you know, editing stuff out and, and you know, the blackface and this like, you don't need all these crazy stories. Sometimes very simple stories are, are the best, are the best ways. And I, I, I love, um, you know, what they did with those two. And I, I mean, that match is going to be now the one, my only issue with it being on um, USA and then second night being on Peacock is whether it's going to be commercial free because the commercials always kind of annoy me. So, and I think it takes away from the show a little bit. So I hope the commercials are limited. That's the only thing that I am concerned about. That could be very interesting. And not to go out of tangent here because we're running a little low on time, but I do wonder, will the Peacock version of the show, will we see, will the people watching on Peacock, will they see a longer versions of these matches? Will there not be commercials during like the, when USA goes to commercial, will they still be seeing the match or will they get, like yeah. commercials as well. I, I think yeah. that would be very interesting. And then the idea too, we can't, can we talk about a rating? Because if it's going to be on Peacock and the USA Network, if you can watch Peacock with no commercials, you'd rather watch Peacock with no commercials, right? So yeah. I know, be interesting. Yeah, that will be. Uh, and then uh, we have the sixth way gauntlet match for a shot to lose at the, the following night to Gargano, hopefully. Uh, Leon Rush, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis, and L.A. Knight, worst name in the business right now. Um, I honestly, I'd love to see Swerve Scott win. I don't think he will. Um, you have an idea? Yeah, I think Bronson Reed wins, and I think he might win the title the next night. Like they've been pushing. They've been pu- They've been pushing him so hard lately. Uh, maybe he doesn't win the title, but I, I absolutely think he's the one who wins the match. hundred percent. He's, he's in a good enough spot where, you know, you don't want the baby face to be the last guy. It doesn't make him look good. Um, and maybe to not have him start off. So it'd be good to have him in there third. I think it's a good spot for him. I think I, if there was a lock and I, I feel like for, for this whole show, I feel like the lock is for him to win this match. It could be, I guess the only thing I would say is, and, is that I think based on momentum, I think Cameron, and if it wasn't heel versus heel, I just think like gimmick and stuff, I think Cameron Grimes might be the most over of the people in the match, but then you have heel versus heel. So yeah, and have heel versus heel. That Yeah, I've read his, read it, read his. And I think Grimes is doing his own thing. I think, I think at this, I think Grimes is doing something different now. I don't think Grimes' thing is going for a title right now. I think Grimes' thing is like, you know, uh, kind of building his character up a little bit. Yeah, I wonder which I think, which I think he's done well. I think it's been, I think this is, I think it's been really good. I think he's been very entertaining. And I, and I wonder maybe if we get a surprise on this show or in the next couple of weeks of a Teddy Biasi and 
Cameron Grimes, like little interaction because, you know, he's playing the Ted DiBiase character. I think that might be a little bit of fun maybe down the road. But before we move on tonight too quickly, I do wonder, and I, I did put this on the uh, Wrestling Life group, the main event for night one is Io Shirai versus Raquel Gonzalez. Going up against that match on AEW next week will be a bona fide dream match for some, maybe not for Jay. I'll get his opinion quickly here. It will be the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega versus the Young Bucks and John Moxley. I know that nine out of ten weeks, AEW wins the ratings anyway. But if you're the average fan, I'm not saying the supermarkets like us, but the average, the average fan is going to watch AEW. I think so. Do you think that's a smart? So I guess the question is, is that a smart move? On you a, can't, on a, yeah, Corey, we can't do this thing where we're like, um, we can't show this because of this. We can't, That's the main event. And you know what? We're going to have our fucking main event. We've been pushing EO forever. Raquel Gonzalez, we've been pushing her forever. We're going to put, we're going to, it's like it, it's like we're gonna put our shit out there, and 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 see and see where NXT should have not you know put this as a main event. I'm just saying I'm saying it's AEW. Is this a smart move by AEW? I I, uh, I don't think I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. I think AEW is rushing this. Um, although I think we could absolutely see a turn. You know, I think we could see a heel turn here. Um, by the Young Bucks, I think they've been kind of teasing that anyway. So, although I don't, I don't really like it. I like them as, as the baby faces, but you know, it would kind of make sense because they're building up Pac and um, Phoenix as the man. Phoenix is so, he's so spectacular. And, and I love, right I now. love uh, Ethan. Ethan Page. Ethan Page is my favorite line of the week. It was an interview I read with Ethan Page, where they asked him who he wanted to wrestle, and he said, "Every time I watch Ray Phoenix wrestle." I want to I want to burn my boots and retire because of how good he is. <laughs> He's like he is so good, man. So yeah, I think Phoenix and Pac are definitely going to win the tag titles. Um, I think they realize what they have in Phoenix, and now they're having him speak English more, which I feel like he could speak English the whole time. Um, so anyway, um, so it would make sense for Pac and Phoenix, their baby faces, to win the titles. Um, yeah, I think they're rushing it. I, I think they're rushing it. Maybe this is the plan they had all along, or they knew this was going to be takeover. So this is the plan. I don't know. I don't. I don't love it. I really don't. But you know, it is what it is. It is. What, I mean, this is like a pay per view match. Um. So we'll see. But I think. But ratings wise, yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna do really really well because AW was started because of the Young Bucks and Omega. So I mean. It will be interesting. I mean, there was some a couple other good things on AEW. We'll get to one more of them in a few moments. But uh, night two of uh, Stand and Deliver, we'll quickly uh, go over this. And we do apologize, running a little long here. Uh, Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross. I thought that the Karrion Cross promo promo pack I thought was was well done, showing him being a badass more than just being a promo. You know, just being a um, an intro, showing his you know. His MMA background, I thought that was that was well done. I agree. Um, I I would keep the title on Finn Balor because I think he's just a better performer, and I think long term he'll have better matches. But I I think the plan has always been to have the badass, unbeatable guy as your champion. Absolutely. So I think Cross gets the title back. A- absolutely. Leading to a rematch of you know him versus the um, for the first time I think I guess on um, 
NXT, you know, the demon character, I could see that happening. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I think it should uh, but be. I, but I think Karrion Cross. I think Karrion Cross definitely wins. Uh, I think this is the match you're mostly looking forward to more than most. Well, not, not more than most people, but more than most matches on the show. Uh, Santos Escobar versus Jordan Devlin in a ladder match. I think this could steal night two. Yeah. I mean, I don't think this is, I know that things have changed a lot over the years, but still one of my favorite ladder matches of all time. WrestleMania 10, I believe it was. Sh- uh, Sean versus Razor. I mean, my, I mean, my favorite, my, maybe my favorite ladder match of all time. And I know, you know, we know what happened. He's a horrible person, all the other stuff. But Benoit and Jericho at Royal Rumble years ago was just a spectacular. Luke Harper, Ziggler. I think that was a ladder. I think that was a ladder match. That was a great match too. So yeah, there's been some great ladder matches in the in the past. And I think, and I and I love the Money in the Bank spot fest matches, but I really love a one-on-one ladder match because they really have to be innovative and think of how they want to do things. And there's no you get you go through a ladder and you could sit on the sideline for five minutes. Like you got to really work your ass off. And usually there's a good build to actually getting the ladder. So I, I and these guys are both absolutely spectacular wrestlers. So um, I think it could be a really, really fun match. And again, I loved when Shawn Michaels came out. He just took the ladder, put it in the ring, and that was it. You know, so I'm very excited about that as well. So, I mean, I think uh, I think Escobar keeps the title. I think De- I think Dev- I think Devlin wins um, and then Escobar moves to uh, heavyweight. So you, you think Jordan Devlin's staying on American soil and going to be here for the long run? I mean, because it feels like Jordan, I mean, I, wa- I know I watch most likely more, uh, and I don't watch very much of it, more of NXT UK than you do most weeks. But I feel like from what I've seen, Devlin is more of a mainstay on that show. I know it's most likely because- Well, of course. I mean, of course. He's freaking for a mile. I mean, that, he's in NXT UK. That, that, that has nothing to do with it. I just don't know if he's going to be on Obviously- but I, but the Grizzled Young Veterans, you just said Grizzled Young Veterans are going to win the tag titles. Yeah, but they've been. Grizzled, on the and, hold on, hold on. And Grizzled Young Veterans were NXT UK mainstays for a long time. There's a very good chance that Devlin or Walter are just going to stay here for a little bit and, and use NXT for a while. He can stay here for six months. You know, part of this too is with NXT UK is they are, they have a lot of young talent from the UK going through the pipeline too. So they don't need Devlin and Walter there every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walter, I think, would, would, would be a bigger hit, obviously, because he's the champion of the brand. But Devlin can be in NXT for – why couldn't he be in NXT for six months? The, why not? Grizzled Young Veterans are there. Why couldn't he be? So uh, I think he's – I don't think he has kids or married or anything. So, like, why wouldn't he be? So, um, so yeah, I, I, think, I think Devlin wins. Um, I think Escobar moves up to heavyweight. I can see that. I mean, I think either guy winning is not a bad idea. Um, Johnny Gargano versus the winner of this uh, gauntlet match, which I, I would keep the title on Gargano, no matter who wins the match. I think the best match up for him is most likely Swerve Swap, Swerve Scott, but I think it's two heels. So you're most likely right with Bronson Reed, just anybody but Dexter Loomis, because I just can't stand Dexter Loomis. Yeah, I think it's Bronson Reed. I'm going to say, I'm going to go with a title change. Well, let's see. We got if the NXT title change, uh, maybe the women's will say, I'm going to say that Bronson Reed wins the title. Although, yeah, I'm going to say Bronson Reed wins the title. Why not? All right. Uh, Ember and Shotzi uh, defend the titles against Candice and Indy, Indy Wrestling, Indy Hartwell. 
for the NXT Women's Taking Titles, titles that didn't need to have uh, been made in the first place if they knew how to book. Um, gotta I keep think, Nia, we gotta keep Nia strong. Exactly. Um, I think Ember and Shotzi keep the titles. I'd love Absolutely. to see Candice finally get a title anywhere in WWE, but I just don't, I think that uh, having three title changes in you know basically a month and a half, I just think is a little too bit too much. I agree. And uh, on any other show, it would be the main event of any show in the damn world right now. O'Reilly versus Fish. Future Shock exploding for the 14th time. O'Reilly versus Cole. Oh, did I say O'Reilly versus Fish? I'm sorry. Yeah, you did. Oh. Fish O'Reilly is on the sidelines Cole. currently, yeah. Yes, O'Reilly versus Cole, an unsanctioned match. Uh, they had a great promo package leading to this, showing the history, like you said, uh, on work uh, on Twitter at WorkshoePod, which you should follow as much as possible. Jay letting uh, Triple H know uh, the great job and how Vince should actually, you know, maybe pay attention occasionally. Uh, you going out and just seeing anything from this past week besides one other thing I'll mention at the end of the show. This was a great promo package leading to this match. I would have uh, Kyle O'Reilly win this with the intent of occult, you know, Cole going to the main roster, but you know that'd be the worst thing for his career because you know he's not six foot three. Um, but I don't know who wins this match. Whoever wins this match, the fans win. I know it's a Corey way of saying it, but uh, yeah, I've had O'Reilly win, but I don't know who wins. Man, Corey, you are a hundred. You are a hundred percent correct. Um, the idea of my computer just like completely went there. Sorry about that. My computer just like messed up. Um, yeah, no, I think um, this would be the exact time for Cole to go to the main roster. This, you know, you have O'Reilly win. You have O'Reilly now as a main event level guy. He can go against Karrion Cross. He could go against Balor. He could go against Walter for the UK title. He could do a bunch of different things, right? Um, and then you have Cole go to the main roster. But I, he, there's just no way. There, he's just too small. There's no way Vince would push him. Um, there's no way. Maybe if he goes to SmackDown, there's a chance they could, they would do something with him. But Daniel Bryan is like the same size as him. You know, it's just such a, it's such a shame because of how good he is. But I think O'Reilly absolutely wins the match, 100%. And it's been such a, such a well-built feud, too. Yeah. I mean, I think top to bottom, I don't know. I mean, we say this all the time that, you know, the next show is the best show that they could possibly put on in the history of NXT TakeOver. But, you know, it, this could be the best show in the history of NXT. And it's a great way to start off the Peacock era, you know? I mean... Yeah, I, I well, the Peacock era started off with Fastlane, but uh, I don't uh, see... Show the people actually will watch. I mean, people watch Fastlane more than NXT. I, I think... I think... And, and here's what... And we've talked about this before, and you're like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. AEW does, can't... They just, at this point, can't have a show like this. They can't have a show like this. They will... At, I don't see them ever having a pay-per-view this quality for a while until maybe some of the older guys, they have the Hardys and the Jericho's kind of retire and they don't feel the need to put them on every show. Um, yeah. I mean, revolution was a solid pay-per-view. That was good. They can't compete with something like this. Um, this is a, I mean, this is better than Russell, Russell kingdom. I mean, th- this is such a stacked, stacked show. Um, it, it, it's, it's, yeah, just incredible. Just incredible. Uh, uh, totally agree. Um, so, Jay, before we 
get, actually, we'll talk about it very quickly before we get to our last uh, topic here. Just wanted to give a little bit of praise. I don't know what you thought of it. Um, I thought on AW, I thought that the, um, the uh, Russo, I'm sorry, Miro and Kip Sabian versus uh, the best friends. I, I thought it was, I thought it was really fun. I thought it was fine. And the Christian Cage, Christian Cage, that was a really good match. Um, I thought the the arcade thing that just beating each other up, it it was fine. It wasn't anywhere near the match that those guys had with uh, Santana on and Ortiz. Um, I thought it was I thought it was a good match. I didn't think it was anything to write home about or even really highlight. Um, I think the most interesting thing they had was with Callis talking to um, Matt Jackson. Um, and trying to bring that fire out in him. I thought that was good. The Phoenix match was fun. Uh, and the Christian Cage match, a very good appearance, man. He hasn't wrestled in a year. So he did a really, really good job. Uh, Frankie made him look like a million bucks. So really, really solid stuff there. Um, the one thing that I wanted to talk about is the Andrade thing. And I know we're saving that and, you know, wanted to go an hour. And Corey loves to take uh, uh, going long here, talking about the Hurt business for 10 minutes. But, um, uh you know, Andrade came on was was on this week with um, Lucha Libre Online, I believe, and uh, had an interview, said a bunch of stuff. So I'm paraphrasing, I'm not quoting him at all, but you know, there's there's stuff with Charlotte. Women are are jealous of Charlotte. Um, sounds like there's you know been some heat on her. WWE, I guess, thought she was pregnant, which was which is kind you know kind of a salacious thing. Andrade said he was making three million dollars a year and said no, I wasn't making that. So Andrade really kind of stuck his foot in his mouth and Andrade did get his release too, which we didn't talk about really one of the biggest, bigger news stories of the week. So Andrade got released. So I just don't know what to make of, of, of all of this. Um, I guess the one thing I will say, I think Charlotte got some type of um, acting role uh, recently. Are we seeing the beginning of the end of Charlotte Flair being a full-time performer in the WWE. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, for her fiance to put this stuff out where, you know, he said some pretty salacious stuff about her and the company and things like that. He really put her business out there. So again, is this, is this possibly the beginning? Cause you know, she can get heat backstage. So anyway, is this the beginning of the end of her with the WWE as a full-time performer and I'm not saying the end, the beginning of the end, like maybe, you know, after this contract, maybe she'll be, you know, doing more acting. Uh, it's interesting. I mean, usually most female performers have, you know, the five to, you know, like seven year run in the company and then they go, but, and, you know, that was the way it used to be like, you know, like the Beth Phoenix of the world or the Trish. And now, you know, they might have a longer run. Um, it's interesting that, you know, a lot of this stuff came out. He did get his release and stuff that he said about Charlotte could lead to a wait for an exit for her. Um, I don't know if, you know, she will be gone. I mean, she does have the family legacy with Rick. Um, I, I don't see her leaving anytime soon. I mean, she seems to uh, have a good spot in the company. Um, yeah, I mean, I she has a great, she has a great spot in the company. I, I, and I guess does this, does this get back and does this hurt her at all with the, with the, with the WWE and then where the hell does Andrade go? I mean, there's a lot that Corey loves saving the stuff to the end. We got, I don't even, where does Andrade go? 
does he go does he go to new japan does he go to ring of honor does he go to aw i mean he there's a lot of different places he, he can go maybe that's let's save that one for next week let's save where we think andrade will go for next week because we're 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 already way over but um as far as charlotte goes i think she'll be there but i could see you know let's say she's got two years on her, on her contract i could see her eventually you know kind of maybe becoming more of a part-timer um, you know, one of the things that some women have talked about, some women's wrestlers have talked about is you don't see women's wrestlers wrestling until 50, right? Their, their careers, their careers are pretty short. I mean, a four horse women, you have Becky Lynch, who's, you know, who had, who just had a child, you have Sasha and Bailey, who I think might be a little bit younger than them, but you know, they might want to start families soon. So, you know, th- this stuff is going to, going to kind of come full circle. And then, you know, these women kind of transitioning to more acting roles possibly. So, It'll be really interesting to see what happens with Charlotte if she just randomly appears on WrestleMania. Um, we will see. But um, we are part of the great um, Life Group podcast. We're very uh, excited and happy to be a part of that. Uh, Mondays, we've got Dong City with Henry and Vince. Obviously, baseball started opening day. Well, it's starting in about an hour. So opening day. Oh, shoot, Craig, I got to set my lineups. <laughs> so opening day today. Um, Tuesday, we've got the Audible with Matt and Randy. Uh, a lot going on with football. Deshaun Watson has 18 million massage therapists, apparently. Um, Thursday, you've got us, Worked Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Friday, we've got The Step Back with Jacob and Leon. Um, and Sunday, we've got Total Bases with Felipe and Sean. More of a, a fantasy podcast, so a fantasy baseball podcast. So, And we are everywhere. You just type in Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast on Google and you will find us. We are in iTunes, Stitcher. Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio. Just type in Worked Shoot Wrestling Podcast and you will find us. Uh, we are on Instagram and we are on Twitter at Worked Shoot Pod. And I believe we're also, there's another podcast that uh, every once in a while Jason is nice enough to be on, uh, especially when we talk about, you know, a show like Insecure. But Jay, do you remember what that one's called? I don't get invited enough. You don't know Jackie! Jackie Andy, Jackie Rachel, Jackie Corey, the comedy podcast for the ages. I'm not Jackie Corey. That's fine. Uh, this past week, we spoke about uh, tipping, uh, especially when it comes to Uber. Uh, Jay, when, when you go and have an, go on, use Uber or, you know, other type of services like that, do you tip or do you, what's your, what's your theory when it comes to tipping? Do you think it's a, a little bit outdated. Do you? Well, well, a couple of things. This I wish you would have invited me. This would have been a good episode. Do you know the number one of the number one cities in the United States to, that tips? What is that? Rochester, New York, one of the best wow. tipping cities in the United States. Yeah, it's funny. Um, now, is it for me to do a pickup order, or for me when I'm getting, or like when I get in an Uber and go somewhere? What do you mean by that? Well, um, well, if you listen to the episode, you'll see that uh, I do not. I don't tip when it comes to Uber. So I think they they gouge the they gouge you with you know up up pricing and stuff like that. Corey, the money goes to the person. Like the reason why you tip is so the money goes to like that that person who's grinding. You absolutely should tip them. You're tipping the person. You're not tipping the service. You're giving the money that that is out there. You're mostly giving to Uber the company. You're not giving it to the person. That's why you should tip the person. Oh my God! You don't tip your Uber driver? Jesus Christ! Yeah, well, well now I know. I, I understand the not tipping when you go to pick food up. 
or when you go, when you get a food to go that I don't tip, I don't tip when you get food to go. Um, I don't know the couple of years ago, I don't know if you guys talked about on the podcast, there was a big issue, big thing with Drew Brees because he picked food up and the food was like a quadrillion dollars and he picked, he picked it up the food and he didn't leave a tip and people were all mad at him about it. You don't have the tip when you're picking food up. Um, but when you get in an Uber and you, you have to tip Corey, you, that person's that, but these, these Uber, these, oh, Corey, these Uber drivers don't make a ton of money. Like yeah, you're, you're paying for the, you got to tip these Uber drivers. But when the, but when they, but when they're charging you double the normal, they're not, they are not charging. That's Uber. That's charging. That's the company. That's the, 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 the driver's not charging you. You got to pay. Oh my God. Corey. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You got to tip your Uber driver. Jackie please Andy tip, from the, the great you Uber don't know podcast is, is enjoying this tremendously in the chat right now. Oh my, you don't tip your, your Uber driver. Do you tip them when you get delivery if you get food delivered? Absolutely, of course. Then what's the difference? They're not, they're not upcharging you double the price that you would get from a normal. They are upcharging you. There's always a delivery fee when you do Uber Eats. There's always that. Like well, I, I never get Uber Eats. I don't do Uber Eats. I get a, like a normal, you know, normal place from like a you know Chinese restaurant. I just have them a normal place. I give them a good, you know, like thirty percent tip and stuff. I, I do. So, so you've never done. You don't do. You've never done Uber Eats or Grubhub. Okay. All right. I still think I mean, if I, I did, if I do, if I did Grubhub, I would, I would do it. That's, there's a difference there. What's the difference? I've never done Grubhub, so I can't, I can't judge on that, but we're so getting, you would, so, so, okay. But you are saying you would definitely tip if someone delivers the food hundred percent. Yes. Even if it's Uber Eats. Sure. But the, but cab ride, no, because right. that cab rider, that driver is making too much money, even though he's not making the money and Uber's making all the money. That, your logic is your logic is absurd. Oh, and just yeah. to make it feel better, the company's actually paying for the uh, for the, but they but they won't pay for the tip. I, yeah. I I have I have no words. I'm I'm actually legit disappointed <laughs> in you. I'm legit and, disappointed because those people work really hard, man. And, and a lot yeah, of those no, people are not. A lot of those people are not. You know they're grinding. They don't. They don't have a lot of money. They're just trying to, you know, support their families and stuff. I don't know. I, I think that's kind of shitty, actually. That you know. But all right. On that note, we got to get out of here. I got too much stuff to do. This this show. Right, just so long. very very quickly, we'll get more into this. I guess next week. On Andrade said a lot of stuff, like you just said, in regards to the fact that the reason why he went to NXT, he wasn't even initially supposed to. Went to NXT to defeat Drew McIntyre because they did not believe that Adam Cole was tall enough to be believable to, to beat Drew McIntyre. He mentioned a lot of other stuff in the, in his exit interview with, um, in regards to, you know, who he thought was good and other guys he felt who should, should have got, you know, a chance. So it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. But uh, last thing I wanted to mention, I didn't get a chance to see the match. I heard it was, was good. And hopefully people do get a chance to check it over the next couple of weeks, ROH. If you don't get a chance to see the match itself, you should definitely see the promo leading up. And Jay, if you haven't seen it, I would say go out of your way. It's about a minute and a half. The promo leading up to the match with Jay Briscoe and EC3. The promo that was cut by Jay Briscoe on on, uh, on the lead up to that match is one of the best promos of the year. I would just let people know that. But Jay, if there's anything else you want to bring up this week, the floor is yours. Or as always, the final word is yours. I think we're done here. See ya. Enjoy the baseball season, guys.